Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast for the seventh day of September. I'm Paul White. Yesterday on the podcast, we concluded the reading of the fifth chapter of our book, Righteous Saul versus Righteous Paul. We've been airing for you the audio version of that book. We have one chapter remaining. This was a, a short little book that we put together in 2018 based on a sermon that we had preached by the same name. We sort of fleshed that sermon out, added some elements, things you can't really cover in the pulpit with some depth you can't really cover in a sermon and put it into a small book form. Um, it has been uh, very well received and one of those books that we've received a lot of feedback from people that said it it was succinct, short, easy to read, and one of those books that gave uh, them some very quality insights into righteousness and what that looks like. We are going to finish that book, the audio version of that book, beginning tomorrow. I told you I might have a little buffer day here between ending chapter five and starting chapter six, simply because I like to talk about some things that are happening in my own journey or my own reading. Usually I'm able to get those out in the DDP. It's, it's a way to sort of recycle some of the things I've been reading, but I've been taking a bit of a break here at the end of the summer. Um, the DDP has been a, a big part of my life for a decade now, seven days a week. And a lot of times we have to do prep work to do that. And, uh, and I just needed a few weeks to sort of relax. And, and uh, this audio series has been a good way for me to do that. Well, I, I've, I've been reading. I thought today would be a good day to give a little buffer going into that next chapter because I have some thoughts. And it's based upon my recent read through of the book of Job. I, I put this in a sermon recently where we were talking about the fact that, uh, and it, it recently airs called The Father's Love, and, and in that message, we showed how mankind views God. Now, there was no real structure for them to see him as a father, and we gave the example of Job's friends talking about why Job was undergoing all this stuff, and that God was judging him, and he had a hidden sin. And then God swoops in at the end of the book and says, you guys, well, in fact, God says, your friends have not spoken of me what is right. And they end up being forced to offer up sacrifices. And then Job has to pray for them. And in the end, what I see is I I just finished a read through of Job. And I see Job in that situation becoming the Christ figure. He sort of intercedes on behalf of his three friends And God actually provides forgiveness to the three friends who obviously don't even really know him based upon the sacrifice of Job or their sacrifice, but Job's prayer. Uh, and, And then the Lord blesses Job for mediating on behalf of his friends. It's kind of a remarkable 42nd chapter, that landing spot in the book of Job. But what really jumped out at me, a couple of things that I just wanted to share in one little podcast, and it's completely unrelated uh, to our little read-through of Righteous Saul, Righteous Paul. And I didn't want to do a whole series of podcasts on the book of Job, but a couple of thoughts. Uh, First of all, when you read through the book, you get this conversation, this back-and-forth conversation between Eliphaz, Bildad, Zophar, and Job. And what struck me on this read-through was how much Eliphaz, Bildad, and Zophar sound like preachers today. They extol God. They talk about his awesome power. They talk about how how great he is, how big he is. They talk about how mysterious he is. 
and then they attack their audience for being ignorant. They attack their audience for being sinful. They attack their audience for having no real knowledge of God. And this is so consistent through the book. Eliphaz, Bildad, and Zophar do this constantly. You get to the end of the letter, and God shows up and goes, you haven't been talking about me what is right. And here's the fascinating thing. If you go through the book of Job, they actually say a lot of things we would agree with about God. But in the end, what they don't do is console Job. They offer no hope to their friend. And what that says to me is you can say things about God that are even theologically correct. You can extol God, make God awesome, make God big. But if you don't make God loving, you say that which is not right. And I think what's happening is in the pulpit, a lot of times we're saying things about God that are theologically sound, but we're missing the thing we ought to be saying about God, which makes everything else wrong. We're failing to show the God of love and concern. We're failing to show people, well, I think in a New Covenant text context, I could say this, we're failing to show people the love of God as exemplified in Christ. We're failing to make him out to be a father through the son. We want to talk about how people can't get to heaven without Jesus, but we don't even know what we're saying. What, what we ought to be saying is, is that people can't really comprehend the love of the father without seeing him through the eyes of Jesus. That's what it means to meet Christ and, and then to meet the loving father through Christ. But here's what we really need if we're going to do this. This jumped out at me in this recent run through the book of Job. Listen to Job in Job chapter 42, verse 5. I had heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eye sees you. Therefore, I despise myself and repent in dust and ashes. That's Job 42, 5 and 6. And here's what I really... I jotted this down in the notes of my Bible because this really jumps out at me. Job had to have his own epiphany of God. He had to have an unveiling of God. Up until that moment, he had heard of God. But in this encounter, he sees God. And when he sees God, he puts himself in a posture of humility. It's the individual revelation of God's awesomeness, his love, his power that brings us proverbially to our knees. We can hear about God through sermons and songs, but we encounter him in our own life, in our own worship, in our own prayer. And it's that encounter that makes the difference. My encounter with Christ can only go so far in your experience. It can introduce you to him. It can turn you on to him. But it cannot turn you to him. You make the decision to turn. You make the decision to repent, change your mind, to place yourself in the position of the humble. God resists the proud, gives grace to the humble. This is lived out in this Job moment in which by the end, God gives him an inheritance and doubles his blessing. This has been a fun run through in my own personal journey. And I encourage you to sit down and read this amazing little book. Okay, good little buffer day between chapters five and six. Tomorrow on the podcast, we will get started with the sixth chapter of Righteous Saw versus Righteous Paul. See you tomorrow.
God bless.